Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insight so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. This morning, as we go about the hustle and bustle of the season, we look forward to the time when we can relax. Getting away from it might involve travel to a tropical island or a unique European excursion. We'll talk to Mike Foster of Nexion Canada about working with a travel agent to arrange a vacation we'll enjoy. Christmas shopping has changed over the last decade and many of our purchases are now made online. The Better Business Bureau has some tips to help assure that your cyber shopping experience is safe and satisfying. And we get into the spirit of the season as we explore winemaking. This morning, we welcome Paul Rowe of Luscious Wines, Fruits of the Vine to get some insight into the world of wine and winemaking. Welcome to Ask BBB, Paul. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, Paul, you are certified with the International Sommelier Guild as a sommelier, so we know you can answer questions at pretty much any level concerning wine. Let's start with uh, your interest in wine and winemaking. It seems that there's an increased interest in general as we see many more wineries in Ontario and more businesses like Luscious Wines. What are your reflections on the industry? Well, first of all, I actually prefer to be known as a winemaker rather than a sommelier because a sommelier sounds so pretentious. (laughs) Um, I I like to be known as an educated wine taster versus a sommelier. I've been practicing for over 40 years. Um, We've Mm. been making wine at Luscious Wines for just under 20 years now, and... um, I took it up as a hobby originally, uh, became more of a passion for my wife and I, and uh, 20 years later, we're still at it. Do you see a, a growing interest, though, in wines and wineries, Paul? So winemaking and wine drinking is certainly on the increase. <laughs> um, unfortunately for our business, um, we're having a hard time reaching millennials and showing them the value that's uh, available in making or crafting their own wine. So like many others, you're, you're trying to reach that particular generation. If we decide that we're going to take up winemaking, whether we're a millennial or in my age category, uh, we can choose to make it in the store or we can uh, take the kit home and make it, I understand. So if we choose to make it in the store, what, what's the process, Paul, at the Luscious Wines? So making wine is very easy. As a matter of fact, we have installed an easy button on our uh, winemaking counter. (laughs) Um, A lot of customers push our button after they're done because they can't believe how easy it is. So um, basically, customers arrive at the store. They do a consultation over uh, which um, level of quality and duration of wine they're trying to uh, create as a finished product. And um, then we go about making the wine. The customer's responsibility is to cast the yeast into the uh, grape juice. Once that is done, the customer's uh, duties are finished until the wine is finished and ready for bottling. It takes about seven minutes to make up a batch of wine and about 20 minutes to bottle it. What sort of equipment would we need if we decided we were going to take it home? So um, to make it at home, it it makes a great hobby, by the way. Um, That's the way I got started. Um, You need at least the basic equipment uh, package. This includes a primary fermentation vessel or a food-grade plastic pail. Uh, glass or plastic carboy to transfer the wine into, and some 
uh, accessories like a transfer hose, a hydrometer for measuring the fermentation process. And when it comes to bottling, you'll need a corker to insert the corks into the bottles. We uh, carry a starter kit that's available for $69.95 that has most of the basic ingredients or equipment in it for you. Um, and of course, if you want to increase your hobby and your production levels, you can add more equipment like a filter machine. Um, and there's many more additional pieces of equipment that can be purchased to make your hobby easier to do at home. So you'd help people with that, uh, setting that up at home if they wanted to do that. Yeah, absolutely. But it sounds like it'd be a lot easier to do it in the store. Well, we make it easy because um, once the yeast has been cast and the alcohol starts being generated by the yeast, uh, the customer gets to go home and leaves everything else up to our competent staff to make a finished product that they crafted and they will enjoy. Does the wine kit include bottles, whether the home version or the uh, in-shop version? No. So our prices for our uh, kits include everything but the bottles. Most of our customers are repeats, um, so we don't include the glassware. New bottles are always available for $1.10 each. Um, but, but our kit prices do include labels, shrink caps, corks, and all the applicable taxes. And that would be the same at uh, many of the wine stores Absolutely. that, uh, that mm-hmm. do this. Now, if we go through this either at home or, or uh, making the wine in the store, how good is the wine? Uh, how comparable is it to commercially produced wines? So um, a lot of people ask me that. Uh, unfortunately for us, Uncle Joe was making wine in the basement in 1974, gave, their, gave his friends and relatives some of his wine, and it didn't taste so great. So a lot of people were tainted by that first experience. Um, our wine's 100% guaranteed, so there's no risk for the, the consumer to make a batch of wine in our store. Um, we guarantee that it'll be as high quality as commercial wines, uh, without a doubt. We actually have customers that do not, they no longer shop for commercial wines. They only make wine in our store. Since we're going to have a large quantity of wine, we want to have confidence that it will be wine we enjoy. What advice do you provide people when choosing a kit? So we always uh, try to suggest people look at their needs. Um, we have wine that's ready to bottle as, in as little as four weeks and as long as eight weeks and several levels in between. Um, the longer duration kits and bottling experiences are a little more expensive, but we usually recommend that you look at what your your needs are for how soon you need your wine to be ready to be consumed and also what your budget is for actually purchasing mm-hmm. the kit. How long will the wine be good for, Paul? So um, white wines age about twice as fast as red wines. Um, our four-week white wines are good for about 18 months, whereas our top-of-the-line uh, eight-week red wines are good for about 60 months or five years. And you mentioned cost of, of one kit, but what is the cost range then? So there's... There's the cost of the kit, and and if you're making it in the store, there's a service charge for us to do the work. So uh, the kits start at our half-batch kits at $41 and go up to our eight-week kits that sell for $148, and that's if you want to make them at home. Um, if you want to make them in the store, they range from about $93 for our 30 bottles up to $217 for our top-of-the-line kit. Now, it's probably a little late to put something on that would be ready for Christmas, but uh, uh, is this something people choose as a Christmas gift? Absolutely. Uh, This is our peak period in December. um, Everybody wants to put a cork in it and take their (laughs) wine home and make a gift out of them. Um, And unfortunately, we don't have a two- or three-week kit, so um, 
making wine for this Christmas is absolutely out of the question, but it's always a good time to get started for next Christmas. So, Paul, if someone wants to get a gift certificate or uh, buy it as a gift for other, what do they do? How do they get in touch with you? So they can either call the store or drop by gift certificates. Uh, You can just pick it up at the the desk. They're available in any denomination. Um, Or we can mail them out for you or courier them to your address. And the store is on Sarnia Road at? 1055 Sarnia Road, just east of Hyde Park Road. And the website? www.lusciouswines.com. Paul, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Paul Rowe of Luscious Wines, Fruit of the Vine, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We'll take a short break, and when we return, we talk travel. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Many people will be traveling over the holidays to connect with family and friends, and in some cases to get away from the hustle and bustle. And as winter closes in and the new year approaches, we start to think about traveling to places that may be warmer than our frosty environ. Finding that ideal destination and getting there takes some time and involvement to arrange. To talk travel and the ins and outs of making those arrangements, we welcome Mike Foster, president of Nexion Canada. Good morning to Ask BBB, Mike. Good morning. Uh, Mike, you've been a part of the travel industry for a few years now, and your company... Uh, about 40. <laughs> and, your, and your company, Nexion Travel Group, provides training and services for travel agents. So you Correct. are well qualified to help us uh, choose a travel agent. First, can you tell yeah. us about Nexion Travel Group and what it does and how it helps consumers in the end? Oh, I'd be great, happy to do so. So what Nexion, Canada, uh, Nexion Travel Group Canada does is that we host independent contractor agents. So we're, we're a company that brings in agents who use our tools, our technology, our training, our marketing support, our, our supplier relationships, we, we bring them all of the tools and the relationships they need in order to counsel and sell travel to their own customers. So in this day and age of online everything, what are the advantages of, of booking a trip or a vacation through a travel agent, Mike? Well, that's a great question, Jim. And there's, let me just dispel one, uh, one, something that's misunderstood, which is important to note. In most cases, when people go online to book travel, they're booking with an online travel agency a travel agency without people, if you will. Uh, The two largest travel organizations in the world are online travel agencies without travel agents. So my recommendation to people is to always speak with an agent. The agent will have all of the tools and the technology, all of the options and prices at their fingertips, and let the agent do the, the research and the planning for you. So you get all of the the, the benefits of booking travel that, that an agency can provide you, but you're doing it with a real live agent, somebody that can help to connect you with things. The one nice thing about dealing with an agent as well is that they're intuitive. I mean, if you're planning a trip somewhere, they'll look at the options, they'll think of options, they'll talk to options, talk you through options, and look at suppliers and vendors that perhaps an online travel agency doesn't use. Um, one of the other nice benefits of dealing with a real person is that um, the agent will have literally every option at their fingertips. If you go online, you're acting as a travel agent for yourself somewhat. So you may not know of all of the options. You may not consider all of the the, the, the suppliers, the gateways, the, you know, the, the possible dates. So it's always good to speak with an agent, a real-life person, who will help you 
to uh, to really find you know navigate through all of the, the myriad of options and, and 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 variables and possibilities. What sort of training do travel agents undergo? Uh, there are college diplomas in travel and hospitality. So is a diploma required? Diploma is not required, uh, but a diploma uh, obviously training is important. So I guess it comes down to. Um, you know, the, most agents have, well, really virtually every agent will have some sort of formalized training. Not all training produces a diploma. So, for example, here in London, we have Fanshawe College delivers a terrific travel agent program. Uh, so they do pr- produce uh, a diploma for the graduate. But there are also other kinds of training uh, where, where the agent could have, you know, years of, of practical and, and personal experience, but they may not have a diploma. So um, you can certainly ask the agent for their experience. That's what I would do. If I was if I was going to speak to a travel agent, one of the things that I would do is I'd perhaps do a little digging online, as so many people like to do, just sort of get a lay of the land and see what's out there and maybe get an understanding of some of the destinations I might be looking to travel to. And then I'd reach out to an expert. I'd reach out to an agent, and I'd choose the agent based on their experience, based on their knowledge. Um, again, some of it may... You know, it may be that they have a diploma, but don't rule out an agent who may not have that formal education diploma because they have a lot of experience and, and uh, understanding and, and, and uh, a knowledge of the industry that they may have, you know, they may not have gotten a diploma for. What, what are some of the questions then that we might ask to, to let us know that we're dealing with an agent who's going to do the best for us? Well, I guess it's like any service provider. It's probably the same with travel as it is with any other industries. I'd look for the agent's history. Uh, you know, what's their experience? Have they been to the destination or on the cruise ship or have they stayed at the resort? I'm considering those kinds of questions I think would be very helpful. Um, I would also maybe try to, to get a bit of an understanding of what qualifies the agent for uh, to be an expert in something. So, you know, if I was taking a, I don't know, I was going on an African safari or a a cruise through the Galapagos Islands. To me, I would I would much rather speak to somebody who's actually done that, been there, had experience with that kind of travel arrangements. And you can certainly ask the agent, what, what is it that qualifies you? Can can you help me with this kind of a destination? So, Mike, speaking about destinations, what are the trends for travel in 2019? Are there destinations that are going to be more popular in the coming year? Yeah, you know that's a great question. People ask me that quite often. You know, what's coming? What's hot? what's hot and new and, and upcoming. Um, I think what we're seeing now is, is, is a trend with travelers to look for experiences more than just the destination. So, for example, if you wanted to learn how to surf or maybe take a cooking course, um, you, you may have a few destinations in mind that might, you know, might be good for that. But speaking to an agent, they may say, you know what, we know of a terrific surfing program in Costa Rica or on Maui or wherever it might be. And uh, travelers are, are just as much now looking for experiences as they are destinations. When it comes to destinations, a lot of people are looking for something a little bit further afield. They've been to the Caribbean. They've been to Europe. They, you know, they've done the, 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 the most popular destinations, and now they're looking for something different. So, for example, in Europe, you maybe have been to France and Germany and England, but maybe you want to look at Poland or, or Hungary or Czech Republic um, and, and look for something a little bit different. So we're finding some um, less popular, shall we say, destinations are becoming more and more popular. So, um, people are going more and more further afield as well. Sounds like something you'd want to 
consult a travel agent for. Mike, well, thank- that's it. <laughs> Mike, thank you very much. We're we're uh, uh, out of time now and uh, need to wrap it up. But thank you very much for taking time to give us some of these uh, travel tips. My thank- pleasure, Jim. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Mike Foster, president of Nexion Travel Group. You'll find them when you search the BBB directory under Travel. Nexion Travel Group is an accredited business with a Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario with an A-plus rating. When we return, how to have a safe and satisfying cyber shopping experience. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Linda Smith. And I'm Jim Swan. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. One of the ways many people save time and money when shopping for Christmas is to do it online. It's very convenient to get what you need at the click of a button. But if you aren't careful, what you order isn't what you get. Or worse yet, send money and they send nothing. So let's review the BBB tips for safe online shopping. The first tip is know the advertiser. Some of the best deals are only available online, but be careful. It's easy for a fake site to mimic a famous retailer's website. So make sure you are shopping with a legitimate site. If the site is missing contact information, that is a red flag. Check out retailers at bbb.org before you shop. And this is where we watch for the site security setting too, eh? Yes. it's If the site is secure, the web address will start with HTTPS colon backslash backslash. And you will also see a lock icon on the purchase or shopping cart page. And that S stands for security. So, Linda, you really need to have a sharp eye. That includes taking time to read the fine print before that final click to submit your order. Look for the return policy. Although many online orders can be returned for a full refund, others have restocking fees. Some items cannot be returned, so know before you buy. You know, one of the standards of BBB accredited businesses is that they adhere to a privacy policy on their website. Is that something we should watch for? If a site doesn't have a privacy policy, that is a big red flag. It can take some time, but read the site's privacy policy and understand what personal information is being requested and how it will be used. One of the advantages of cyber shopping is the time that it saves. But that might be a pitfall then. We'll say it again. Pause before you click. Stop and think. Be very careful about email solicitations and online ads on social media sites. Many sketchy retailers advertise great deals or trend clothing that doesn't measure up to the promotional hype. And that would include those too-good-to-be-true offers? If the offer is for a free or very low price on a hard-to-find item... Look for the hidden costs and check to see if you are signing up for a monthly charge that may be difficult to reverse. Look for and read the fine print. Well, speaking of print, should we print out our order confirmation? Definitely. Save a copy of the confirmation page or email confirmation until you receive the item and are satisfied. Be sure to know and understand the return policy and keep this document with your purchase records. And it's a good policy to shop with a credit card. If the transaction is a fraud, a credit card gives you additional protection. It's easier to dispute charges that you didn't approve. Debit cards, prepaid cards, or gift cards don't have the same protection as a credit card. Same goes for PayPal. So, we've read the fine print, made sure that we're dealing with a trustworthy company, and we have our documentation. Now, we wait for our purchase to arrive. 
You'll get tracking information, most likely in an email. And here's something more to watch out for. Scammers will send a phony message that looks like it is from a well-known brand. Before you click on any of the links, make sure it is from a company with which you have actually placed an order. Scammers know you are doing a lot of shopping now and are fishing to get your personal information. Any other notes for online shopping, Linda? Well, it's one of those things we frequently overlook and may even need some help with. But keep a clean machine. Install a firewall, antivirus, and anti-spyware software. Check for and install the latest updates and run virus scans regularly on your computer, tablet, and smartphone. So I guess in the end, when shopping online, to save time, take your time. And that's about all of our time, Linda, for this edition of Ask BBB. Remember, you can always ask BBB by visiting our website at bbb.org. You can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. If you are a business owner and are interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, call us or go online to bbb.org backslash western hyphen Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.